0: Welcome to the Woven Well Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Estes. I'm a certified fertility care practitioner with a Master of Divinity degree. Each episode will cover a topic that helps educate and empower you on your fertility while honoring the deep connection your fertility has with your faith. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Woven Well Podcast. Today we're talking about the reproductive continuum, and I wonder if you've heard of it before. Even though I've worked in this field for many years, it wasn't until the last few years that I started hearing this term, and I really appreciate it. It puts a name to physiological facts that greatly help us understand our individual fertility and the overall fertility of women as a whole. If you're familiar with a continuum, you know that it's a sequence of things or events that have extreme ends, but very similar points along the way. Sometimes it's hard to tell those subtle differences from one point to the next until you discover you're much further down the continuum, nearer the extreme end than you thought you were. The reproductive continuum is the story of a woman's fertility throughout her life. The beginning, the end, and all the little shifting points along the way. We don't have a visual, this is a podcast, but let's imagine together a bell curve that starts low and flat, slowly rises higher and higher, and then slowly returns again to low and flat. With fertility, this bell curve has a starting point and an end point. The ending is one we know very well, or at least we've heard about a lot, menopause. But the starting point may be earlier than you think a woman's fertility doesn't begin with puberty, but with conception. Her conception. When her father's sperm and mother's egg met and all the tiny cells began dividing and multiplying and eventually transforming into a liver and fingertips and millions and millions of reproductive eggs. A female is born with all the eggs she'll ever have. Her body can't actually create any more during its lifetime, but that's okay. That's not a bad thing. Because by the time girls hit puberty, they still have hundreds of thousands of eggs ready for the possibility of ovulation. When the bell curve of our reproductive continuum really picks up is right before puberty though. Fertility very gradually begins for women starting around age 8 to 10 with a series of initial hormonal changes. She's not ovulating or menstruating at this point, but her body is just beginning to create reproductive hormones. And we see this shift with the development of things like breast buds and the experience of light vaginal discharge along with a lot of other things. FSH, the follicle-stimulating hormone, and estrogen cause these shifts, but it's not yet significant enough to actually cause ovulation. These hormones slowly continue to develop and strengthen over the next several years, until the point that estrogen levels are sufficient to trigger LH, or that luteinizing hormone, the hormone that causes the egg to ovulate from the follicle. A week or so later, her first period arrives. And what a time this is for girls. All this time that I just skimmed over in just the last few sentences is a crazy roller coaster ride for most girls. They have new hormones that are all over the place as they're trying to regulate and strengthen. They have mood changes, body development, strange to them, vaginal discharge. And they could be as young as 8 years old when they start experiencing these changes. Many of us remember it well. So let's pause here to high-five one another for surviving that season of life. And for you mothers of prepubescent daughters, high-five to you too. You're surviving and you will survive. But doesn't understanding what's going on make such a difference? Being in the dark about what's going on in your body, in the moment and in the direction it's headed, can really be scary. I think of all the women I've worked with over the years who remember their first period so well because they had never been told that women have periods. How terrifying that could be. (laughs) When it comes to fertility, education is a powerful and empowering tool. Those first few years of puberty really can be all over the place. Cycles are irregular, bleeding may be spotty and unusual, and ovulation doesn't occur each month like it will later on. Cycles may be very long or very short. The hormones are still really figuring things out. Regulation and development can take a while, so it's common for girls to experience defects in their luteal phase or the second half of their cycle because the level of their progesterone hormone is consistently weak. They may experience cyst caused by LUF or luteinized unruptured follicle syndrome. Mood swings are still going strong though, you don't have to miss that. And the production of cervical mucus is beginning and increasing in quality as her body gets used to producing larger and larger amounts of estrogen. With all this rapid development happening, it can take a year or more for things to start getting normal. That means if a girl has had periods for less than a year and some change, you shouldn't be concerned about irregular cycles or even some unusual spotting. These are to be expected during this phase of development. It's totally normal. What's not normal is pain of any kind. If a girl starts experiencing pain, there's a reason for it. And the answer is not birth control, as I especially want to mention that because beginning birth control at such a young age can wreak havoc on the development of the girl's reproductive hormones and reproductive organs that are still developing, like the cervix. So be very, very cautious about starting any hormonal treatment at such a young and developmental stage. So she's experiencing changes over the years and rapidly approaching what she can expect to be her longest season of fertility, peak fertility. The majority of a woman's reproductive life is spent right here in this season. The age it begins isn't as important as it naturally following proper development during puberty. So if a child begins menstruating at 10, she'll begin her peak fertility around age 11 or 12. If a teen begins menstruating at 16, she'll begin her peak fertility around age 17 or 18, and they'll remain in this season for the next several decades. During this time, she'll experience regular cycles, whether they're shorter at 25 days long or longer at 36 days. She'll experience consistent periods with at least one day of moderate or heavy bleeding. She'll experience consistent cervical mucus production that leads up to ovulation, followed by a consistent luteal phase. This is what most of those fertility education tools use to explain a quote-unquote standard cycle, not because there aren't variations to be totally expected, but because most women are in this peak fertility stage for the majority of their charting years. Most of our listeners will be in this season. It's during this peak time that women have the highest possibility of pregnancy because they're producing well-developed hormones and they're consistently ovulating. Meaning overall, this is the most fertile season of a woman's life. This is when women are most interested in things like conceiving a pregnancy and preparing their body for pregnancy, or using this information to avoid a pregnancy because they know they're fertile, or really identifying cycle health concerns because they know it's not related to reproductive development like earlier in life. Now they see this is an ongoing issue with a root cause that can be investigated and they want to. We do all of that and more at Woven Natural Fertility Care. We teach you to chart your cycles, to identify those windows of fertility and infertility, and to identify underlying hormonal issues that could be causing irregular cycles, unusual bleeding, or issues conceiving. All issues that are completely normal as a woman's fertility is developing, but very abnormal once it has developed. And knowing this makes a huge difference because women don't stay in this season forever. It may feel like it for those desperately trying to avoid pregnancy or those who are suffering from debilitating menstrual cramps, but fertility comes to an end for every woman. Around 37 to 42, women can begin seeing signs of decline in their fertility. And let me be clear on this. It does not mean they are now infertile. I work with women actively conceiving pregnancies in their late thirties and early forties all the time. And I have clients in their late forties and early fifties, but they all happen to be avoiding pregnancy. Fertility does not suddenly stop because a woman hits a certain birthday. Just like it took many years for fertility to fully develop, fertility takes many years to then cease. Think back to that bell curve at the beginning. After you've reached the highest point, things don't just suddenly plummet. They slowly trend lower and lower until things naturally cease. This process can start as early as age 37 or as late as the early 50s. And again, it can take many years for fertility to naturally cease. I'm talking 5, 7, maybe even 10 years before it completely stops. But women can notice signs that this process has begun, however slowly. They may notice a significant drop in their body's ability to produce progesterone, which causes a short luteal phase or spotting before the start of their period. They may have more irregular cycles because ovulation is no longer happening during every cycle. They may experience luteal syndrome or simply very long cycles as the body has a harder and harder time increasing hormones to a sufficient level in order to ovulate or she could have very short cycles with an early ovulation during her period and then a short luteal phase due to that low progesterone and she could feel like she's bleeding every other week now these are all things that can pop up while a woman is in her peak season of fertility but those would be red flags that there's an unusual hormonal issue happening. When these occur during pre-menopause, they're actually a normal part of the slow transition. And notice how similar they are to what young women experience as their bodies work to begin to ovulate and menstruate and make their way towards peak fertility. These changes, either to or from peak fertility, can really be very similar. That doesn't mean that there's nothing that can be done to help premenopausal women, though. This is when charting your cycle becomes amazingly helpful. I love working with women approaching premenopause because her chart can give her very clear signs about when it's beginning and how quickly or slowly it's progressing. For a season that often leaves women feeling like they're completely in the dark, charting is a pretty powerful flashlight. And our NAPRO medical professionals are trained in how to help women transition well, okay? Women are not left to fend for themselves, nor are they stuck with the hormonal treatments of the last several decades. Eventually, hormones will decrease to the point that they are no longer sufficient to trigger ovulation consistently. And when a woman has gone one year without ovulating and menstruating, we say that she's now officially menopausal. Entering menopause means a woman has experienced a natural maturation of her fertility, and that season of her life is complete. When I talk with younger women, this is an event they sort of dread. It feels shrouded in mystery for one thing, so unknown and scary, and it feels like something they're sure that they're going to mourn. And that may be true, But I do want to throw out there that every woman whom I've walked through menopause has been more than ready to see that season of life finish. There is something to enjoying each season we're in and living into it fully. So where do you find yourself on this reproductive continuum? Are you in that season of development with unpredictable periods, lots of vaginal discharge, and questions about when your next cycle will begin? Or are you navigating peak fertility in your life whether that's smooth sailing or troubled by cycle issues or do you suspect you've entered into that pre-menopausal season and your fertility is slowly changing once again what does it look like for you to fully live into the season of fertility you're in right now and what are you doing to help you understand the unique phase of fertility you're in at the moment Remember, education is a powerful and empowering tool, no matter the season you're in. And if you want to further explore your reproductive stage in health, I truly believe the best way to get started is through learning the Creighton system to understand your fertility and your health. We offer an online group introductory session each month, and we would love for you to attend. It doesn't commit you to anything, but it allows you to learn more about how your body works, how the Creighton system works with your body, and how to begin charting. So if you're interested, we would love for you to register for our next introductory session at wovenfertility.com slash join us. A woman's fertility is a beautiful thing. These changes are natural and beneficial, and I hope this episode has helped you pinpoint where you may be in order to understand and appreciate it all the better. As always, thanks for listening as we continue to explore together what it means to be woven well.